Hello and welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for a new mini-series. Yep, mini-series entitled Midnight Mass on Netflix. Of course, it's been out for a few months now, if not the better part of a year. But it's been sitting in my Netflix queue and I finally have gotten my way around to it as I eagerly await the next show from uh, the creators of Dark I thought why don't I check out since I went ahead and watched the others uh, Mike Flanagan TV series let's go ahead and finish out his uh, his trilogy he has going on on Netflix I've heard great things even though I don't know well I don't know I don't know anything about it uh, I was not expecting this first episode to be as scary as it was and uh, <laughs> that tells me I am definitely going to continue watching this shit in the daytime and maybe not without headphones in because there was one jump scare they got me and considering I just had surgery, that was not a pleasant feeling whatsoever. So I need to to definitely have this with all of the shades up, all the light coming in, <laughs> and on my couch with a lot of pillows for me to be comforted. And since this is the first time that we are jumping into a new series, let's go ahead and take a look behind the curtains. I just want to ask Piers, maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. So Midnight Mass is an American supernatural horror genre type of show. <laughs> Great. As stated, created and directed by Mike Flanagan. Uh, the plot centers on an island community that experiences supernatural events after after the arrival of a mysterious priest. It was released on Netflix September 24th of 2021. Oh, so that's not that long ago. Time just feels as if it's going massively fast. It looks like it is seven episodes. Is that correct? Yeah, seven episodes. Our main cast, Hamish Link Latter, hopefully I stated that right, as Father Paul Hill, Kate Siegel as Aaron Green, Zach Guilford as Riley Flynn, Kristen Lehman as Annie Flynn, Samantha Sloyan as Bev Keen, Igby Rigney as Warren Flynn, Raul Coley, Coley as Sheriff Hassan, Anara Simone as Lisa Scarborough, Annabeth Gish as Dr. Sarah Gunning, Alex Aso as Mildred Gunning, Raul Aburi as Ali Hassan, Matt Beadle as Sturge. Michael Truco or Trucco as Wade Scarborough, Crystal Balint as Dolly Scarborough, Louise 
Oliver as Ochre and Henry Thomas as Ed Flynn. There are a few recurring Robert Longstreet as Joe, Carlo uh, Gugino as Judge, Quentin Beausclair as the Angel, whoever that is, Ebony Booth as Tara Beth and john c mcdonald as bowl and then we have the theme music composer is the newton brothers executive producers as well as mike flanning flanagan are trevor macy and jeff howard and i think that we have given all credit where credit is due so let's go ahead and uh, dip into this episode okay let's get it Book one, Genesis, I gave a 9 out of 10. I like the premise of the show. I like where it's going to be exploring uh, religious faith, uh, the loss of religion, and whatever the hell is about to be going on around religious people because I feel as if that is in uh, a... What's the word I'm looking for? it's a a recipe for disaster (laughs) so i am curious to see how this unravels we do open on a head-on collision where the drunk driver riley flynn is handcuffed on the side of the road watching as the paramedics try to resuscitate the woman thrown from the other vehicle however she dies still slurring he begins to pray but is interrupted by the paramedic checking on him asking why you're telling you know or asking for forgiveness i don't know the exact prayer why does he ask him why does he take the kids while the drunk fucks always walk away with a scratch amen to that shit i enjoyed how the rest of the episode really touched upon that idea yeah he walked away with a scratch and it doesn't seem as if it affected them in the same manner but it does he then pleads guilty and accepts the sentencing of four to ten years in illinois correctional facility and 141,000 in restitution to the family it's just hard to hear a price tag be put on a child's life in court no matter how much that is i'm sure something from the other party that is owed but it's not nearly you know it was a terrible accident but it still was a decision that he made to get behind the wheel while he was intoxicated and he cut short someone's life in jail he gets photos of the family and a bible where mom has written out genesis 39 21 but the lord was with joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison and she wants him to know that she will always love him and that god is with him alone he can't escape the sight of the woman he killed and i love the camera tilt the shift there they did it a few times in this episode four years later crockett island population 127 just enough to kind of avoid inbreeding 
but not nearly enough for me to ever consider staying in a place with so little population and you would think as an introvert i would enjoy that but i I don't i do not i like to get lost in the crowd i don't want to be out in the fucking middle of nowhere as a fucking target with nowhere else to go (laughs) plus everyone's gonna be all up in your life all the time there's nothing else to do but be in someone else's life um riley's mom is eager and happy to see him released from prison as he speaks to her on the phone with dad less so putting on music to drown out their conversation and when that doesn't work goes outside to smoke he was sentenced four to ten years and he got the minimum amount of time to be served and they that might feel as if a ripoff too because it is in a sense vehicular manslaughter i believe or vehicular homicide no i think that's when you intentionally try to hit someone with your car and kill them yes uh so i think it is manslaughter however that pretty much is how the system works i mean he had a clean record if this is the first time he's ever been in that type of trouble but there's definitely a discrepancy in the system if this was say a brown or a black man and this was a little white girl that was killed warren riley's brother uh leaves to hang out with his friends ignoring all his mother's hinting i'm not too keen on the soundtrack at this point just to let y'all know i'm sure it's appropriate but it's also cringeworthy i just don't like that type of music even close to my earballs. <laughs> he bikes through town to meet friends and flynn uh to meet with friends wait no not flynn oki because i thought his name was flynn in my notes and my notes were very very limited because my arm movement is very much still so so ollie at the docks uh okie gonna say you didn't invite aladdin did you they're there to buy weed from bowl who gets spooked because ollie's dad is the sheriff and they need to make sure he doesn't narc he's like fuck my dad is that what you wanted me to say i'm like guys he's trying so hard to fit in it's obvious he won't narc and it's uh oki who waves the bag around when they stop by to invite aliza not aliza lisa to hang out she prefers not to smell like cat piss just as her mother comes out to shoot that shit down anyway and we find out that she is in a wheelchair the new priest brings in a heavy looking trunk of some kind once again the angles where they choose to shoot there is a banging before he unlocks said chest at night warren and the boys then take a boat across to a part of the island where cats run amok the whole entire time okie's just like are you, you sure you're not gonna narc dude how many times are you gonna ask me that they say the cats were brought over by the mainland somehow i'm guessing because they don't reproduce on the island 
something flew over and other than oh that was a wingspan no one reacts and this is caucasian people for you once there oki reveals warren has a crush on is it lizzie or leslie i feel like i wrote it two different uh lisa lisa i need to remember that uh calling her roller girl then saying no offense he remarks it must suck being confined to that chair they exchange stories about their brothers warning them away from this particular island and how they weren't to follow them but one day he did and caught his brother fucking some girl as the sound of cat shrieking increases then he flashed that light and we saw those glowing eyes look at him i'm ducking and everything died in the house i'm i got scared i dropped my hot pocket that's the part that scared the living shit out of me and hopefully i don't see that shit in my dreams tonight annie is the only family member the next morning greeting riley home monsignor pruitt was supposed to be on board to meet mrs keen aka bev bka bitch but he is not she's like he said he was gonna be on the breeze not on the other one and that one dude was like yeah you know he must have just slipped past me since you insist upon him being on this ship and i'm telling you he not Aaron gets an ultrasound she is 20 weeks pregnant and has a reaction to seeing riley returning home while her ob pities the mother sarah's mom comes in and mistakes Aaron for her mother peggy who has passed away and not only did she slip into her home she also slipped into her position as teacher so that must be very convenient and probably why she came back because i'm surrounded by people that i know that i'm familiar with and that will always be steady and consistent and when people get out in the chaos they very much wish to have that type of stability to live in those bubbles because they don't or they fear or whatever life can can definitely shit you out and it is hard (laughs) so some people like to return to that simplicity of not having to overthink anything on a daily basis and that's not to say that they aren't you know educating themselves or so on and so forth but there's a certain mandated routine because they talk about prison in this episode and how everything's regimented and you kind of feel the same way with this uh town in a way because you especially when it comes to the church like it's this particular day that's why you wear green you know uh everyone seems to be of the same mindset when it comes to particular ideas so that's what i'm kind of getting it's a convergence of the same idea versus a massive diversity of ideas which can be a little bit more chaotic it is when you're away from say a small population as well that that you grow up in that's why a lot of people don't leave home or when they do leave home return home um back to the uh episode (laughs) the sheriff greets annie and hostily wakes joe 
who seems to be the town drunk and a menace who was placed in a cell after trying to break into the store saying he was being chased by an albatross with wings this is the second time we've heard of or thought we sighted a winged creature he begins the day drinking then collecting his massive dog before half-heartedly apologizing to sharif and walking away miss keen isn't too fond of him or his daddy or his dog she just doesn't seem to be fond of anything ever i'm an adult virgin hassan doesn't seem to be inclined to help him with his drinking problem and just lets him go he seems a bit like a pushover which is not a good idea in this particular town and i'm not quite sure why he took the post because i would have deuced out a while ago and considering the religious differences between the community and himself as a muslim i am i'm curious to know why he chooses to be here and raise his son here uh and he goes into the plight of the fishermen after the oil spill and how that affected their business and she's telling this while showing riley his new or his room his dad is also used as a storage facility and it felt a bit like an infomercial to be honest i understood it just went on way longer than it needed to while discussing the plan for the storm at the school with the mayor sturge and sheriff hassan bev makes it known where people go in case of emergency and that is to the church and now it's rec center that unless he intends to locate or and unless he intends to locate a mosque he'll have to hunker down with them as well i swear to god i swear to god you stupid bitch and while everyone in the room can see this is not like she's overstepped no one actually corrects her and that's where that mentality of allowing things that aren't okay just be like like what the fuck is this little bitch gonna do what are you gonna do oh you have so much power you don't tell her you know what that's not appropriate and i think that you need to do better when you're communicating what is she gonna do otherwise what i'm not gonna be on the 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 basketball team fuck you (laughs) this is why i also can't stand overly religious people but i also don't get why he continues to allow himself to be stepped on and then just brushes it off at dinner at the flins riley tells warren he goes to the mainland once a week for aa meetings and is surprised to learn that aaron is back and pregnant he goes to the meeting as a meetings as a condition of his parole dad is uncomfortable to hear that he doesn't intend to attend church as he has lost faith nor is he okay with the two brothers finding some commonality as he remarks that he was an altar boy for the chicks he considers his i mean he has a struggle with his son on one hand he wants to do the christian thing he loves him but there's another part that feels as if he's a stain you know your crimes have also reflected on us has that reflected on the business i don't know 
but he definitely feels as if his decision not to be religious there's part of me that wonders if he understands that more than he wants to allow but then i saw him a little later at the church and i actually disagree with that assessment i think he is religious and he just doesn't want to be have the disrespect like his mother is okay with that you know because she's the actual religious type that is deeply and truly like if you're going to be religious this is the type of person i would want you to be that don't judge or try to enforce or, or you know your religion upon they forgive you okay if you don't want to go to church like oh i'm disappointed in the decision but i'm not going to sit here and lecture you on it but i also can't blame the dad for saying what he said which is you're going to go to church and just consider that a condition of your parole <laughs> monsignor pruitt was sent on a pilgrimage we find out at the dinner table for a week in the holy land to avoid suspicion of his ill health as no one wants him to be replaced despite his nighttime wanderings and odd behavior he also from what mrs keen was saying is someone rather plump bev is the fucking worst she sees smoke and despite not answering the door lets herself into the monsignor's quarters and begins to touch shit pick stuff up with an ownership that is entirely without merit she ignores the fact that there's this huge trunk in the middle of the room because <laughs> that's what i would have said <laughs> and then she is surprised when someone reveals himself and i'm guessing that's paul something large attacks the cats on cat island ed goes to check in on his son and awkwardly explains why he got upset about his mother or got upset at the table because his mother always went to church for him lighting a candle riley agrees to apologize he hopes he's settled in but he also doesn't know how to talk about that he also doesn't want to discuss the oil spill and the business and they go in for a half hug handshake hassan and ali say their prayers but his son is less into it and more into texting his friends sarah puts her dementia mother to bed riley watches his brother warren sneak out before laying down and back in his own personal hell uh, and that's him continuing to see the girl it was very reminiscent of oh i always have a hard time for some reason saying his last title every single time and i'm like why do i have such a hard time <laughs> saying uh the haunting of blind manor because i want to say the haunting of hill house and it's not it's the haunting of blight manor oh he's got another one coming out called the midnight club oh shit anna the fall of the house of usher all right then usher 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 <laughs> um but i know he had to feel very nostalgic in that moment like oh when I, and especially when his brother spots him like oh hey it's like you know what be a kid i remember when i was that 
Okay, and Warren prepare for the sermon the next morning at the church and meet the new priest. Riley Ibangs Aaron from his side of the 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 pews. Hello, it's me. The congregation meet the new priest, Paul Hill, who is there to fill in for Pruitt until he is better. Turns out he wasn't so healthy on his pilgrimage and now he is in the hospital recovering on the mainland the archdiocese didn't inform the mayor however he is only there as a temporary thing they're gonna get their priests back while doing communion i begin to understand why riley isn't of faith as he doesn't feel he should be forgiven is that is behind the right his father already discussed with him it wouldn't be okay for you to take communion if you don't believe in it paul knows about lisa from the monsignor and her parents are a bucket of metaphors they are weird like those two people that should technically be brother and sister but their husband and wife that's what those two reminded me of he noticed riley's reluctance to partake in communion but he is very understanding say, saying that those that are closest to jesus or that were friends were those that were out of grace the parents are overjoyed by his sermon while riley walks aaron home to a very disapproving bev warren and lizzie are kept very far apart they just they keep giving each other eyeballs like i would love to hang out with you but i'm afraid that we come from two different worlds (laughs) i'm gonna put on some street love by lloyd in a minute the two former sweethearts um catch up on life after escaping this one and returning he went to she went to new york He went all over the place, got into investment banking, blew it, then became an an alcoholic and got into drugs until the accident. She was married, also is pregnant, and it's all a story that she does not share. He was the altar boy, and after searching for God, became an atheist. She was the atheist and now is religious. I'm sure her baby little foot has something to do with that because she says it saved her life. And I think there is something to the idea of not being nihilistic. There are things in life worth living for and worth believing in. Bev comes in to chastise Paul for wearing the wrong color chasuble as he should be wearing green. But maybe he wanted this to be a special occasion because I guess that's the symbolism behind it. But I loved his remark of it was better than my pajamas. Shut your bubblegum dumb dumb looking ass the fuck up. By the end of this series, I need someone to slit her throat. She has to live on a predominantly white, like this personality type, predominantly white island. Because no brown or black people would have allowed for that mouth of hers to continue to move in the manner in which it does 
they would permanently shut stitch that shit out they would just one would take it for the team all right like uh we gonna no 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 we ain't talking about killing we ain't talking about killing we talking about kanye west in your ass at aaron's home she asked how he is and he doesn't know he is just breathing with no purpose and it's rather borderline suicidal as he's just living but not really living he has nothing to offer life he can't get a job his life is over uh worse he thinks that his life should have ended that day he talks about how in jail or in prison life was very regimented and she tells him basically take it one step at a time just wait out the storm and then take it from there with the storm coming there is something very chilling about paul's calm as the lights go out riley spots what he believes is father pruitt outside and despite no one else confirming and the family goes chasing after him on the beach only for him to suddenly disappear in the morning among the wreckage they opt to go to the rectory to check on him and of course the boat you know dad's like yeah i don't believe that it was him out there (laughs) but i'll go check on my boat and find on the beach a shit ton of dead cats this is fucking scary and gross okay those cats sounded like vicious beasts so i wasn't as mournful as if it was the cute kitty kind that were laying around they definitely made sure the ugliest and scraggliest cats were seen so that you didn't have a visceral reaction to seeing all those little fur balls <laughs> eaten by something but it definitely feels like a plague and considering this town's awfully biblical i can see the wheel spinning already on how this is gonna go fucking downhill and i'm here for it if you want to send feedback on the next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well don't forget to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black girl magic